1990, the internet as we know it was created. An invention of infinite possibilities and unknown potential. There are now over 2 billion websites currently in existence. A wealth of information, functionality, and social media. However, if you dig deeper, there lies more beneath the surface. The strange, bizarre, and dark corners of the net. Welcome to the Weird Wide Web. Welcome back to the Weird Wide no, Web! No, recording! <laughs> oh, fuck. Episode 17. 17 again, baby. Zach Efron. Yeah. High school 17. What? Steve Perry? Marshawn Perry. <laughs> I thought the the movie, uh, 17. 17 again. Isn't it Chandler and Zac Efron? Is it? I think so. Chandler's not 17. A- again. Again. <laughs> is that, is it just, was that just male Freaky Friday? 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 Friday. Uh, yeah, I think it was male Freaky Friday. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> well... We're back with another exciting episode. This time, we're talking about internet myths and legends. <gasps> Almost the like legend. what we claimed our old show to be about. <laughs> what? <laughs> How dare you? It was internet adjacent. <laughs> like we always said, welcome to our internet adjacent show, yeah. The Weird Wide Web. I'm Yale, joined by, as ever by my co-host, Niall. Hey, hi. <laughs> and today... We are diving into the legend of Polybius. That this... sounds like a part of the vagina. <laughs> the Pol- Polybius Majora. I've been looking for that thing for years. <laughs> it's a myth. <laughs> that's Definitely why it's, a legend. That's why it's a legend. <laughs> An internet legend. No, this is a legend of the video game variety, and it starts in our favorite decade. I love the, the 80s. 90s. What? Strikes oh. back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's the 80s. Hey! I don't know why we like that so much. Ah, that's just a good year. We were born then. Oh, yes, we were. <laughs> what? what? I'm glad we weren't. Well, no, it would have been the 70s. I'm glad I wasn't born in the 70s. You're glad you weren't born in the 70s. Yeah, because then I would have been a teenager in the 80s, and Mackie could have tried to kill me Son in Cape May. Son of a May. bitch. <laughs> But we made it because we were born in the uh, 90s. 90s. We're 90s, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just a childhood of recession and war. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, isn't that everyone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just keeps repeating. No, this is a legendary, legendary myth that has made its way across the internet for years and years to come. People trying to track it down, you know, fan projects surrounding it. I believe there's even a movie made about it. Not a very big one. I think, like, it's just on Amazon. (laughs) That's still pretty good. Yeah, well, you know, you can pay to be on there. But first, I'm going to acquaint you with the tale, the legend. So we're going to go back to 1981. Mm. The hot sun spills into the school room you are currently trapped in. Your mind drifts out to the outside world as your teacher's words escape your attention. Suddenly, the piercing ring of the school bell interrupts the daydream. Papers are frantically and haphazardly shoved into book bags around the room. 
Observers might have thought the fire alarm had just gone off, but it's not panic. It's excitement. <gasps> that bell just told you and the whole school that the day was over. Even more exhilarating than that, it was Friday. <gasps> School's out for Friday. A weekend. Oh, weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 1981, and you live in a small suburb of Portland, Oregon. Oh. Well. Oh, I, I think I smell something cooking in the next <laughs> couple decades. There's not much for a kid your age to do in the area, so you know exactly where you're going. The arcade. Bikes are quickly gathered. You and your group of friends swiftly leave school. The group flies down the streets, practically racing to the coin-op heaven. Rounding a corner, the arcade comes into view. The red and purple waves of neon light wash across the ground. Groups of teenagers loiter around the outside, others racing in. You drop your bike carelessly and walk towards the doors. Stepping inside, you're overwhelmed by an assault of familiar senses. The air is filled with a mixture of sugar and fried snacks, masking the stink of marathon game runs and spilled drinks. The floor is adorned with carpet displaying a smorgasbord of geometric shapes and garish colors. Your feet stick as you walk in. All around you, kids scream and laugh over the sound of blips, lasers, and high-score screens. Scanning the scene laid out in front of you, plans begin to formulate. Which game would you play? The heavy hitters. Pac-Man? Donkey Kong? Defender? Space Invaders? Space Invaders? Too early. Frogger? Are already swarmed by groups of cheering observers. Weaving through the crowds of kids, your quarters jingle in your pocket. You find yourself approaching the back of the arcade, noticing a considerable lack of kids around you. Then, you see it. Nestled on the back wall of the arcade sits an unassuming cabinet you are unfamiliar with. The design is simplistic, a primarily black cabinet with a few blue stripes along the side. The top reads, Polybius, in bold letters. Two voices scream inside your head. One says, play while the other yells, run. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> why does it run? You ignore your internal doubt and walk up to the cabinet. The screen, as simplistic as the cabinet itself. Polybius fills the majority of the screen in bold blue letters. Towards the bottom screen, a 1981 copyright and the creator, Sinis Lotion. You pull a single quarter out of your pocket and guide it towards the coin slot. The deafening roar of the arcade melts away. It's just you and the game. Wow. Sorry, just quick. The guy's name was Sin of Lotion? <laughs> no, the creator, the supposed creator is Zinis Lotion. German. Oh. Zinis uh, Lotion. Zin, okay. Zinis Lotion. I thought it was like Sin is Lotion. Well? Like it was like some... Some Christian game? <laughs> yeah. Stop jerking off. Get back. I just saw, I don't know if it was real, but I just saw a poster for, it was a poster to fight masturbation. <laughs> it was like, you do it, we do it, the rabbi does it, let's come together. Oh my God. And fight this purge that's taking over the city. That's <laughs> I'm like, come on. <laughs> Coin inserted, you center yourself in front of the game, 
gripping the single arcade stick and poising your other hand over the only other button on the board. The game starts. Shapes fly onto the screen and you mash the button. Lasers shoot out and shapes disintegrate. More shapes appear. The fast-paced gameplay accompanies flashing geometry and heart-pumping mixture of synth-like sounds. You engulf yourself in the gameplay, desperately trying to unwrap the key to victory. Difficulty ramps up frantically. You die, your hand reaching in your pocket for another quarter before the end of the game screen even finishes loading. You start again. The gameplay is addicting. You find that you don't just want to play this game. You have to play this game. Quarter after quarter flies into the machine. Again, you dive into the encapsulating gameplay. Then, suddenly, a perk of pain is felt in the back of your head. You don't care. You push on. The prick starts to spread, washing over the back of your head like water from a melting ice cube. The pain elevates from prick to headache. You ignore it. Now a full-on migraine, the pain reaches its tendrils toward the back of your eyes. Ignore it. Your head is searing in pain. Your vision is starting to blur. Push on. You shove your hand into your pocket for one more quarter. All your hand meets is cloth. Finally, a breath. The break snaps your hyper-focus on the game, and the pain in your head consumes your attention. Grasping your head in your hands, you try to block out all the sound and lights as the pain persists. After a few moments, the pain resides in an annoying pressure. You turn around to begin locating your friends. The arcade looks noticeably more empty. You find this strange. After all, it has only been around an hour. Walking back towards the front of the arcade, your friends are frustratingly not there. Why would they leave without you? At the front door, you glance over to the clock above the concession stand. All the air leaves your chest. It has been several. Bursting out of the doors, you gulp in the fresh air and hurriedly look for your bike. It's not hard to find, as most bikes have been long since reclaimed. Adrenaline pumping, you mount your bike and race home. There's no question about the impending scolding you are going back home to. You can't focus on that, though. In fact, you can't seem to concentrate on anything except the game. Once home, and after a lecture from your parents, you finally retire upstairs to your room. As you drag your feet towards your bed, dizziness takes a hold of you. Collapsing on your bed, head spinning, the outside world slowly drifts away, and darkness fills your mind as you welcome long-awaited sleep. Suddenly, you are ripped from sleep. Eyes wide open, body covered in sweat, and heart pounding, so hard it could tear out of your chest. You look over at the clock on the bedside table. Its bright red light shines back 4.30 a.m. at you. Confusion washes over you. You've never had night terrors before. But unfortunately, this would only be the start. I don't want to give it away, but I'm guessing this whole you guy is an actual person. I'm crafting a, a visual for you. I'm putting you in the, the seat of the legend. Oh, so this is oh, so this is me. This is you. Oh, so yeah. who, who who put their prick in the back of my head? What? That, that's what that's what I got from this. <laughs> that's all you can focus on <laughs> is that somebody put a prick in the back of your head. I ran out of quarters and I got pricked in the back of the head. <laughs> that's what happens, man, when you don't got the money to pay. This goddamn legend, you know. Over the following week, your life slowly begins to unravel. 
You notice significant personality changes, but can't seem to do anything to suppress them. This affects your friendships at school. You sit alone at lunch. The little attention for schooler you once had is all but evaporated away now. You sit silently at the dinner table as your parents seemingly ignore your changes. You don't care. All that matters is getting back to the game. School lunches become smaller as you stash away dollars for the coming Friday. Damn right. The days crawl by. Finally, Friday comes. You are practically on your bike before the final bell finishes ringing. With no friends to wait for, you, inst- you are instantly en route. You round the corner. The neon glow paints your face. You practically throw your bike to the side and launch towards the front door. No hesitation this time once inside. As if on autopilot, your feet race towards the back of the arcade. You reach the row in line with the game and suddenly stop in your tracks. Two men standing in front of the Polybius cabinet. The two men are dressed in black suits. One stands facing away from the game, seemingly looking out for the other. He is unusually tall and his skin is a pasty white. An uneasy feeling creeps over you and causes you to slink back towards a nearby cabinet so as not to be seen. The second man is crouched down, seemingly of similar stature, and reaches into the now open cabinet. A small briefcase containing what looks like a small computer is at his feet. A tangled mess of wires that snake into the game comes out of the briefcase. You can't make out what is on the tiny computer screen. Then, the crouching man abruptly rips the wires out, shoves them in the computer, and shuts the briefcase. The two men close the cabinet and promptly leave, walking in unison. You slink deeper behind the cabinet as they walk to the front door and leave. Glancing over to the now empty game, you stand frozen. Your drive to get back to the game has been tainted by the cold uneasiness you now feel. You stand for what feels like hours, but ultimately turn away and head out of the arcade. You ride home and retreat to your room, laying in bed. You decided you'll give it another week, and then you would get back to the game. The following week, like the one before, drags along. The night terrors persist, though the headaches have thankfully stopped, until the following Friday approaches. This time, When the final Friday school bell rings, you don't rush with the same intensity. Instead, excitement mixes with anxious thoughts of those unsettling men. Nonetheless, you push on, mounting your bike and proceeding along the familiar ride to the arcade. The comforting neon glow greets you as you round the corner again. You drop your bike off an inch towards the door. You can't feel the game's draw pulling you. Your pulse is steadily increasing. Making your way inside, you head straight the back. Kids, as always, are yelling and screaming around you. Friends chasing friends, carefree. Eventually, you get to the row that leads down to the game. You turn the corner. Freeze. You stare down the row, a space where a cabinet once was staring back. Your brain obsessively recalls what you know to be the right spot. You practically run down the row. Maybe it was moved. You race around the back rows, hunting this game down. Nothing. How could this be? You pace around the entire arcade, but Polybius is nowhere to be found. You pester employees. Their answers are infuriating. They don't even know what the game was and adamantly state this game 
has never been in the arcade. You search the arcade again, nothing still. Polybius would forever remain a fuzzy mystery. Whoa! And so that's the basic legend. So the basic legend is that in 1981, in this small arcade in uh, Portland, there was this game that caused all of the players to experience headaches and nausea and personality changes and stuff like that. But it, it was so addictive that everybody just kept wanting to go back and play. There are some rumors that men would come and collect data from the machine, and then all of a sudden it just disappeared and then wouldn't pop back up until it started being discussed online again of, like, the story of it. Whoa. <laughs> I feel like I just traveled back in time. A little bit. To the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> I think I missed a, an awesome opportunity that I could have been trying to make the background noises just to make it seem more real. Uh-huh. You don't think we would just edit those in and make them real, right? You wanted to make them? Yeah, I, I, it probably would have been uh, terribly distracting. Incredibly. But here's, I could tell you one thing. Why don't you give me, give me a few samples, oh. and I can just edit them in, oh, in the yes. background. So give me, uh, uh, what do we need? We need some arcade sounds. Give me some arcade oh. sounds. Pew, 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 ting, 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 ping, ting, ting, ting. Oh, I'm all out of money. Ding, ping, 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 ping. Mom, ping, 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 ping. Hey, Freddy, get over here. Ping, 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 ping. I gotta go to the bathroom. Ping, 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 ping. High score. Okay, I can definitely work with that. Uh, let's see. Another big aspect. Uh, he rode his bike a lot. Give me some bike riding. Oh, um, I want to assume that he had. It's the eighties. He had uh -huh. a baseball card stuck yeah, in there, but I don't know. <laughs> Hey, hey, share the road, mister. Get the fuck off the road, kid. Ching, 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 ching. That was him throwing the bike. Okay. I, the mental gymnastics I just watched your head go through <laughs> before you started that was absolutely incredible. I, I loved it was, so much. That was intense. Um, let's see. What else, what else do we need a little ambiance for? Uh, it, this is a good one. Give me some, like classroom murmurs and ambiance yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe some pencils or um pencils down the test is over i said pencils down i said pencils down um I think, uh, what else do we, what else would we need for, uh, um, okay, I, I want, <laughs> I, I want one more sound effect. Mm -hmm. I need, I want, I need some sound effects for the kid being scolded for being late, but nondescript. So give me like a peanut style adult scolding. Oh, so, sorry, I'm late. I, I know we talked about that. Okay. Uh, 
like, hey, I'll go to my room. Oh, my God. Perfect. Perfect. We can easily add that in. Oh, we can easily add that in. Um, all right. But now, now we're, we'll dive into, like, you know, what, what is the real facts of this history and, and tracking it down and trying to, like, get some, not, not uh, what's the word? Not just stories that people are saying just online. Just the old rumor mills swinging old- around. Like meatspin.com. Just, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Go for the high score. <laughs> Do you have any, like, visceral memories of going to arcades or arcade games as a kid? Yes. So I have a couple and also crazy that you started talking about a lot of the things, like, really stuck with me because I just went to an arcade this past weekend. Oh. Yes, up in Beacon. There was like, it, it was like, a, I mean, we've gone to Barcade a bunch. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that, except more genuine, like it was its own thing. You would actually love it. Yeah. It's called Happy Valley Arcade and Bar. Happy Valley. Uh, and their symbols like a UFO. Oh, very sick. relevant. I'm already in. Um, but it was very cool. Yes, walking in, um, seeing all of the uh, games lined up, mm-hmm. uh, the high scoreboard. And that was immediately one thing I looked at. I was just like, it said, you beat a high score, free drink. And I was just like, okay, which game do I do? And then it was like, looking, which game do you do? Mm-hmm. And then that, of course, brought back memories. Of course, I mean, Dave & Buster's was also always like a huge thing that has little, but that's more like generic arcades. Then, of course, like the arcades at different places. So like soccer tournaments used to be huge, and they would always have like time crisis, and I spent... So much money trying to beat that game. Time Crisis is so fucking good. Oh, it's such a good one. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, my biggest like arcade memories as a kid are always arcade machines like attached to places. Yes. Like, we got to the movie theater early. Oh, We're yes. playing arcades. I got dropped off at the roller rink. I'm not roller skating yet, because I'm going to play arcades first. Then, then I'll, I'll go roller skate. Once they put the disco ball down, then I'll be out I'm there. I'm in. Yeah, I remember so much. Oh, man, there was Time Crisis, obviously, mm-hmm. huge one. Loved it. I'm a kid. I love shooting guns. Yeah, and stomping pedals. And stomping pedals. There was the pod racing one, Ooh. which was sick. And I specifically remember I dumped so many quarters into the Simpsons arcade game at Ice Time in between hockey games. Oh, Ice Time was a great Ice Time had a great little tiny arcade. Yes, that was great. Yeah. I loved Ice Time for that. It's great. <laughs> oh, the hockey. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm not kidding. Oh, this is, a, this is actually a great story. Speaking of the arcade there, I would go, and I was younger, and obviously like our high school team used to play, mm. but this is when my sister was like in high school. So right. I was still probably like sixth grade. And we used to just go, I didn't give a shit about hockey, mm. so I would just play in the arcade the whole time. They had like DDR and some other stuff. Oh, yeah. And I remember my dad gave me like, I don't know, like five or $10. Mm-hmm. And I ran out. But the other thing he did was he bought the raffle tickets at halftime where you got to have the hockey puck and you, you had to throw them on like in between whatever first or second period and closest to the, the bear's nose on the ice mm-hmm. got to win the raffle. So I'd run out of money, and then I went up and had a puck to throw, fucking threw it right on the nose, and they gave me like $57 that I, <laughs> I just went straight back 
and just spent it all on the arcade. As as you should. As you should. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good arcade. Oh, I forgot the ice time bear. Like yeah. clearly ripped off the icy bear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what? It still like, had like the same color scarf on. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, they didn't even try. They just put fucking skates on him. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's dive into. Let's let's dig our hands and start separating fact and fiction. <laughs> I don't like where your hands are placed right now. Yeah. We're di- we're digging them in. We're digging them in. All right. Polybius's legend was cemented in internet folklore by this and many other stories like it, though the tale has endured many years online. It seems that most factual evidence remains scarce. However, it seems plausible that we should be able to find tangible proof. After all, this was a physical arcade cabinet with a working game. That means fabricators, programmers, and artists must have been involved in its creation. So the question remains, can we hunt down the truth behind the online urban legend? First, let's organize what we know about the game itself. Though some accounts vary, the accepted description of the cabinet is a simple black cabinet with four blue stripes on either side. Polybius's title is plastered across the top in a similar blue color. No verified gameplay has ever been recovered. Many fan interpretations can be found. A screenshot of the start screen has been widely shared and received as authentic. At the top of the screen, Polybius reads in large lettering matching the top of the cabinet. Below it, in smaller lettering, we observe copyright stating 1981 and the creator or developer, Zinis Lotion. Besides that, we know the cabinet most likely existed in 1981 around the Portland, Oregon area. We can begin by breaking down fact from fiction. I'm glad I, my brain thinks the same in talking as in writing. <laughs> that I just end up repeating. I, I end up plagiarizing myself. <laughs> One image of the cabinet itself is the most referenced and was never truly, has never truly been disproved. It is a black and white photo of the cabinet. This photo can be the earliest associated with the Killer List of Video Games website a branch of the International Arcade Museum. The cabinet's construction most closely resembles that of early Namco-style cabinets such as Galaga. Notably, the coin-op slots do not match that of Galaga or Namco cabinets. Possibly they were modified or doctored to throw nosy investigators off the trail. Interesting, but it doesn't give us much to go on. Looking at the supposed screenshot, more questions arise than answers. The Polybius title seems far too large. At the time, games dealt with minimal space, and every megabyte would have been valuable. A big title like that of Polybius, while not impossible, would not become popular until the late 80s. The smaller text below is notably different, even showing differences between the copyright and the developer. Investigators have noted that the font is similar to that of Defender or Robotron though not a perfect match to either. The font shares a near-identical match with a far more obscure game called Bubbles. Bubbles. (laughs) A game created by Williams Electronics, who were also the creators behind Defender and Robotron. Oh, that makes sense. Williams Electronics has no record of Polybius in their extensive catalog, and no evidence of government contracts could be tracked down. 
and, of course, the supposed creator, Zinus Lotion. Who is this mysterious developer? Yeah, who the fuck is this guy? And <laughs> more important, who are his parents? Who gave him that name? I don't... Not... I feel like we've uh, got a bit of miscommunication. This is more of a creator as in a company. Oh! As in Nintendo or oh. Sony. <laughs> not a person. I thought this fucking dude's name was you know, Zinnis <laughs> and his last name was Lotion. No, it's one word. Oh, dude. I, I mean, listen, I didn't give you any visual reference, so I guess that's fair. But oh, like, that makes you kept so making much more, more like individual. I'm like, no, well, I, it's like a company. <laughs> oh, dude. Wow. I just kept it. I was like, there's just some German guy making his own game. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a company. Uh, now I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to re-listen to this when we put it out. <laughs> uh, after extensive searches, no company can be found holding that title. <laughs> Guess they should have looked for a dude. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it is thought to be German in origin. The meaning loosely translates to "sense to erase" or "erase senses." Possibly the creators hint at the nefarious side effects of their game, or a hoaxer leaving clues. Unfortunately, the translation is also not a grammatically correct representation, likely pointing to someone not fluent in the language using a translator. This also brings to question the meaning of the game itself, Polybius. Breaking down the Latin roots of the word, ooh, let's put your Latin to test. So Polybius. P O L Y B I U S. Poly. Poly. And like Bias. Bias. Um, I'm trying to even think of the gender. Right? There's, yeah, there's gender. In, uh, I know. Okay, give me a second here, people. <laughs> Let me explain. There's like gender in Latin, right? Is there? I, I think so because I. Okay, this is the one thing. Oh. No. Uh, I think so. I think I think there don't is. Don't look at me. I got a C on my test. I don't know. There's like six fucking ways you can say a single word. I just remember shio shish shit, shimo shiti shunt, which is like all the ways you can say no or like he knows, she knows, yeah, oh, they know. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So that's the gender behind it. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I forget us because um BS were they were like weird one off things. Right. Um that were random. So I think that's part of it. Well final answer. Bias means lives. Nah, nah. That oh, okay. That so, <laughs> so it's many lives? Many lives. Again, okay. potentially another hint by its creators. However, other meanings of the word exist. The ancient Greeks used a Polybius square to code messages. The square consisted of a 5x5 five five box that included almost all letters. Throughout the years, many investigators have tried to find meaning in the numbers concerning the Polybius letter legend. The square was created and named after a historian and scholar of the time, Polybius. Exciting lore and indeed nods to the overall legend, but yet again, nothing pushes us towards the truth behind Polybius. A game that claims to cause seizures, nausea, dizziness, night terrors, and full-on behavioral changes surely would have been written about. Yeah, it's called fucking modern warfare. The news outlets of the time loved to villainize the gaming community. It was a brand new technology taking over the youth's attention span. Diving into the news of the time, especially around that area, 
that Polybius supposedly inhabited gives us an interesting look into the possible truth behind the legend. In Beaverton, Oregon, a boy began suffering severe headaches while playing Tempest. While striving for a high score on Berserk, one kid tragically suffered a heart attack immediately after his name made it on the high score list. Jesus. Well, I'm guessing he wasn't in the best of shape. Uh, I mean, he was a kid. A third kid collapsed after attempting a 28-hour marathon on the game Asteroids. Incidents like these now led to the majority of arcade games, including an FBI warning before starting a game. Oh, is that why? Mm-hmm. I always wonder. I thought it was like part of the game. Mm-mm. It always was like in shooter games and then driving games. Yeah. And like Cruise in America, I think. I remember the FBI little badge popping up, but I thought that yeah. was like supposed to be part of the game i never no it came it was it was because of like a lot of these incidents where people like were kept playing and kept playing and then they had heart attack wait why the fuck would the fbi be the people warning you the government thread went beyond simple warnings however oh my god i'm great at transitions (laughs) arcades in the early days were becoming massively popular with this shady characters would inevitably find their way in this would lead to raids on many arcades to bust these individuals. Among that, police and the FBI were bugging certain arcade games. A few would even construct video taps built into the cabinets themselves. So while not the devious men in black data gathering the legend tells about, we can begin to piece together the truths that possibly gave birth to Polybius. But while finally finding something we can grasp, it is not the definitive proof we are lusting at. Another possible seed of truth we can obtain comes in the form of the structure of early arcades. During their infancy, the realm of exclusive contracts ruled the arcade landscape. Game makers would end up signing exclusivity deals with arcade companies. In the gaming sphere at the time, Atari ruled. Though, they also bent to the will of the exclusivity contracts and did not like it. To combat this, they created several other companies to skirt these contracts. One could speculate that Sinus Lotion could be one of these quickly dissolved companies. Another interesting link between Atari is that their game Battlezone, like Doom, was tested in training U.S. soldiers, lending the idea that training or recruitment could be a viable method for video games. While fascinating, none of these events or synchronicities directly point to the truth or origin of Polybius. It seems that our best method of discovery is to track down the online source of this tale. No small feat. Not at all. So, okay. So there's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take a breather. Uh, Yeah, uh, that was... uh... That was a lot. (laughs) Okay, so now FBI guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys in suits in an arcade. Yeah, so there was like a breeding ground for like drug sales and shit like that in the arcades. Dark place, popular with the youths. The youths, yeah. Yeah. You get them, hey, hey kid, you got some extra quarters? No, no. You want some drugs? You want to do a weed? Yeah. You ever done weed? It makes you better at games. That's a bold face lie. (laughs) (laughs) From personal experience, that's a bold face lie. It'll make it more fun to sit here for hours. Until you have a heart attack. Yeah. But yeah, they, there was like cases of uh, police and FBI raiding arcades uh, to like bust these guys. And they like tried to catch them. And some of that was like bugging arcade machines, putting cameras in the arcade machines to like catch the deals and stuff like that. 
Damn, son. So there is like some truth to, you know, the FBI and and high government being like, you know, attached to our case at the time. All right. All right. Now I'm 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 feeling it. Mm-hmm. Also, um the game itself. Yes. You mentioned the play is like what the way you mentioned it kind of shapes coming up and and shooting them. What I'm picturing is basically mm-hmm. like geometry wars. I I think that's a very accurate description. So it's like, yeah, a really intense, fast, colorful asteroids essentially. Like what is geometry mm-hmm. wars for people who don't know? It, it you know, you're like a little ship firing at shapes and exploding and supposedly mixed in with this was uh, you know, flashing images, submersive messaging to addict you and like train you. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we used to come back from like parties in high school and play geometry wars a for, lot for hours and it was and it was a lot so uh-huh. i can imagine that was a lot and that was on like xbox 360 mm-hmm. those colors and shapes on a shittier older fuck your eyes up like crt tv yeah yeah that yeah that could do some damage yeah could cause some nausea some headaches. All right. I don't know if I'm fully back in 81, but I'm definitely in the 80s right now. You're getting me close. <laughs> all right. That's all I'm trying to do is get you close. Uh-huh. <laughs> At this point, every major gaming news organization and creator has covered the story of Polybius. There are fan-made artwork, games, fictional movies, and even replica cabinets. How far does this myth go back? Scroll. <laughs> <laughs> in many of the Polybius discussions around the net, many claim that the game was mentioned as far back as the Usenet days. For those unaware, Usenet was essentially the internet before the internet. Yeah, duh, for everyone, everyone listening who was unaware. Unaware. Use need to get used to knowing what Usenet is. It's the backbone of our internet, basically. Porn. Yeah. Established in 1980, Usenet was a worldwide distribution discussion system resembling bulletin boards or modern-day forums. Usenet has long since been inactive. However, a searchable archive of every board exists and is accessible on Google. In all of these files, it seems Polybius is only mentioned once. In that post, an unknown user asks others if they have seen the post on coinop.com. Coinop is still around today and serves as a massive compendium of arcade games. On the site, they include a write-up about Polybius. The write-up gives us no new information. However, using the Wayback Machine, we can trace the source of this page back to March 3rd, 2000. Coinop is owned and run by Kurt Kohler, and up to this point, seems to be the earliest known location of Polybius information. Examining the page, we can see a comic section filled with hundreds talking about their personal experiences with the game. Though, there are so many supposed accounts that it seems unlikely that they are all genuine. One such poster that is interesting, going by the name Stephen Roach. Stephen Roach. (laughs) In his post, Stephen Roach not only claims to know of Polybius, but he claims to have been the original programmer. Roach claimed that the company was based in the Czech Republic. He goes on to say that the company was only a handful of developers. At one point, their company was contacted by another company from South America. 
This company wanted to experiment with advanced new graphics technology and test it in North America. Stevens said that they immediately pulled the game once the awful side effects started occurring. Stephen Roach seemed to gain much traction and good grace with the community. The majority of his lore was built on the Retro Games website. However, analyzing the majority of the accounts that were interacting with him that all shared one thing, their IP address. And let me guess, it all goes back to that little fuck roach. No. (laughs) (laughs) Furthermore, questioning by Stuart Brown of Ahoy has definitively ruled out Stephen Roach as a source. Another potential lead comes not online, but from a magazine. What are those? In the 2003 August issue of Game Pro, an article was run about different gaming myths. In that, Polybius was mentioned. This likely has a massive influence on the spread of this arcade legend. Dan Electro wrote the article, and understandably, he was reached out to many times to track down his source. Dan claims that, the, that for that particular myth, he was tipped off by Kurt Kohler. That, I've heard that name before. You have. <laughs> Kurt Kohler, who owned CoinOp, yeah. housing our earliest online mentor, had intimate knowledge of vintage arcade games and had connections with gaming news outlets. Kurt is looking unquestionably like our creator. Kurt, to this day, claims the myth to be fact. When questioned, he notes explicitly that interested people should pay close attention to the wording, comma usage, and grammar. To this day, none have solved what he meant by this cryptic message, and so the legendary myth of Polybius lives on. Wait, so this little fucker, what did he mean by the grammar? I don't know, like, so in his, so our earliest mention of Polybius that we can find mm-hmm. online March is, 3rd. is March 3rd, 2000, though at the bottom of the page, it cites the, or like, it cites the original post as 1998, I believe, but nobody can find any instance of it actually being, ha- have been posted then. Yeah, so that's our earliest mention. It basically creates the whole myth. It's where the black and white photo of the cabinet is. It's where the screenshot or, you know, picture of the start screen is. Like, mm-hmm. all the stuff that kind of seems... All the stuff that hasn't been disproven mm-hmm. starts there. Yeah. Everybody kind of points back to it. There are, like, spelling mistakes and stuff in it. Oh, but so he's talking about like the actual language the write-up. of that article. Right. Got it. So I think it seems like he's trying to add to the myth of like, he shouldn't really be writing about this game because there's always this myth of like MK Ultra adjacent kind of government, you know, recruitment or mind fucking techniques being done with this game. But yeah, he, <laughs> I mean, he was the one who gave the tip to the gaming magazine, everybody kind of quotes back to his article. There's nothing on Usenet. I think when people kind of talk about it, about it being mentioned on Usenet a ton, 
I think they're getting confused with another kind of myth and legend, uh, the Publius Enigma. Yeah, a lot of people, I think, are mistakenly remembering it for, for the Publius Enigma kind of mystery myth and puzzle, which had to do with uh, a Pink Floyd album. Basically, somebody posted this cryptic message about their upcoming album, The Division Bell, which was in 1994. And it roped people in, and they're like analyzing all their posters and their, you know, live performances and stuff like that. Something that has never been solved. We might look at it because there's a lot of interesting stuff there. But I think a lot of people are misremembering that because of the like similarity in name. Got it. Also, Pink Floyd, the, uh, Dark Side of the Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Awesome. How they think it's uh, matched up. Dark Side of the Moon and, and you play with the Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. And you match that up. That's pretty cool, too. I've never actually tried it. Oh, fuck. We should definitely do that then. All right. We should watch it. It's on YouTube, like, in full. And Oh, like somebody matched it up. Yeah, yeah. Someone already did it Took for the you. workout. <laughs> I got so excited, I punched the mic. <laughs> that's interesting. So, yeah, that's that's the legend. There's, like, a ton of other stuff out there there's a lot of people like Stephen Roach who kind of tried to create this whole story about you know being a part of the team or having played in and stuff like that nothing has been verified people post like oh I had the original board from one of them those have all been disproven they're like the collectors are too on it like arcade collectors are like um no that's a Pac-Man board yeah (laughs) you know it's like uh, it can't be fake but it never has been officially disproven, technically. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of... So, obviously, if it was in an arcade, mm-hmm. people would know it's there. People would know. More than one person, at least. Ha- do we know... Has anyone tried... I'm sure they have. Mm-hmm. Tried tracking the like arcade owner or workers? That's tough, because no specific arcade in Portland has ever been named as the one where these people saw it you know got it just vague enough Hmm. (laughs) it's almost like a bunch of kids would not remember the name of an arcade or something right Hmm. suspicious very (laughs) (laughs) um no but i it's it seems it seems pretty clear it was just this hoax created by kurt kohler oh you think it's you think i i think he created it yeah Oh, yeah, like he created the hoax. I think he created the hoax. Oh, my God. I'm so dumb. What? I thought when you said he was the creator, like he you created You thought he the created game. the game. <laughs> yeah, dude. We're really not, not a, <laughs> we're not aligned on this I'm one. I'm an idiot. Yeah, no, he created the hoax. Got it. Not the game. Yeah, no, that makes Why a lot more sense. Why wouldn't he just show the game if he created the game? He's still around. Maybe he's trying to be more elaborate than anything. That makes sure. so much more sense. Jesus, I'm... Not my finest hour. You got to get you a coffee. Huh? <laughs> um. Okay. No. That. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. I. You know what? I never believed it either. Nor. Nor. Nor did you. No, I didn't. <laughs> I. But the way I was thinking. So my one of my soccer buddies used mm-hmm. to. His dad, actually, as as mentioning like sickest arcades I've been to, his dad was like and our coach actually. Mm-hmm. was an avid um game uh, refurbisher 
Oh, cool. He used to refurbish a bunch. So his yeah. basement was like lined with all these old and like very, some were very weird, unique machines. Sure. So as we were going through this, I was like thinking it wouldn't be that out of the question that someone could have like put together a, a new game and mix some things right. together. And, you know, thinking about it, going back to your single creator mix up, that could also be a theory. Like, it could be that arcade owner's buddy who was like, hey, I built and programmed a game. You know, do you mind throwing it in your arcade? He throws it in. It starts making kids really (laughs) fucking sick. And he's like, you got to take that game out. He takes it out. And then they're like, hey, we got to play that game more. And the owner's like, I'm not getting fucking sued for this. He's like, what game? (laughs) You know? Yeah. uh, And his like buddy and was just dressed like going to a wedding mm-hmm. on the way, so that's why he was wearing a suit. Yeah, when he showed up to tinker with the game. Right, right. It's not completely it's, out of the question. It's not completely out of the question. I w- I will tell you that it's not completely out. But yeah, the, everybody equates it to either some people equate it to MK Ultra, which MK Ultra is a whole fucking rabbit hole. And there is definitely a lot there, and they did a lot of fucked up shit. But it was they were just mainly force feeding people a lot of LSD. <laughs> Not they weren't really programming games. And then there's the Men in Black angle, which, if you're to believe the like lore and legends behind the Men in Black, they're not concerned with like little video games and stuff like that. They're concerned with suppressing much other stuff. I don't know, maybe. Maybe those again are just like the two desk duty guys who they're like, you know what? Go try and uh, hypnotize some some teenagers in Portland. Yeah. <laughs> go see find what some you can kids. do. We're gonna go take down the Illuminati. Uh, you go play games with kids. Yeah, maybe it's a no. Ring of pedophiles? No, it can't be. Anyways, <laughs> full circle from the beginning of the episode. Yeah, but that's the legend of Polybius. This wow. mythical, mythical, dangerous video game. Yeah, a little bit. I have to give you credit. Mm-hmm. I think since you you hooked me in with the story at yeah. the beginning, you like the buildup of the story. That that is why I was so set that this was a real game and someone created it. What dude? One dude. Sin is lotion. Sin is lotion. Created this game. Maybe Kurt Kohler, who created this game. You were so ready for me to be like, and Kurt Gohler posted in the forums as Lotion of Sin. (laughs) (laughs) You got to watch the grammar, guys. (laughs) Oh, man. I I have to give credit where credit is due. A lot of this, like, detective work and research is done by this uh, creator, Ahoy, on YouTube. His video, I highly highly recommended it. it's so well crafted it's very very well done please check it out ahoy 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 there matey also not the first thing that came to mind when you said ahoy i thought chips ahoy chips ahoy hmm? cookie crunch no <laughs> i'm so confused what what am i you <laughs> <laughs> well that has been polybius thank you for joining us again if you me no, the listeners, oh, you the use, viewers. You use you a lot where I, I was putting myself into you this episode. That's true. I, I, the old rope and dope. No, if you. They. They. But the audience. You. We're breaking the fourth wall here. Is, 
Is it the fourth wall? Yeah, we're talking directly to them now. That's true. Hey, you. <laughs> they. Hey, viewers. you. I know you're listening to this. You have your headphones in. AirPods? Yes, we Alexa? Know. We have some Alexa plays. Oh, shit. You just turned on Alexa. Shh. It's okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't listen to this out loud. If you have a weird story that you want us to cover, hit us up at the Gmail. Alexa, at- volume 100. <laughs> at weirdwidewebpod at gmail.com. Shut up, Alexa. <laughs> you can hit us up on Instagram at weirdwideweb.pod, and you can check us out on Twitter at weirdwidewebpod, and you can search us on YouTube at weirdwideweb. And, you know, share your thoughts, watch us again, shoot us a little DM of what weird thing you want to listen to. And I'm going to take this moment, this, my, my, my public-facing moment, at the end of this episode, to say to the large man, the large bearded man in Kittery Trading Post in Maine, who leg up Captain Morgan style in the middle of the men's boot section of Kittery Trading Post, who just full out ripped a fart <laughs> that was seconds long and very loud. Gross. <laughs> I did not know where that was going, dude. I thought you like met someone and you were giving them a personal shout out. Nope. Just a gross. Why does that keep happening, dude? I dude, it was so loud. It was so jarring <laughs> that I, I it's it's, did he it's have... living rent free in my brain, and I cannot get it out. Wait, was there? Did was he trying on boots when he did it? No, he was waiting for a boot to come, and just with his friend, there was a good fifteen people in the boot <laughs> section. Loud fart, wet, loud. It wasn't like, and it wasn't the kind of fart like, ooh, that one got away from him. He <laughs> leaned into it. I, and I can't stop thinking about it. So I just needed to bring it up. Thanks for joining us on the Weird Web, man. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Nile. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Is that a two? Yeah, another two. <laughs>